I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We are on the cusp of a new dawn, a new Premier League season. Patrick, first off, what's today? What? What what day is this? Today's Thursday, James, and Premier League starts tomorrow, of course. Of course, of course. Today is August 12th, in which case, thanks for remembering my birthday, dick. <laughs> but Patrick, now that we've gotten the filth off the show, we love our guests. Uh, we can enjoy our own cesspool of terrible takes. It's, it's really all about us. Always has been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We bring on guests to the show just to make our own voices remind us how sweet it is to hear our own voice over radio. Right. Yeah. Just deprive ourselves of hearing ourselves for a couple of minutes and then oh, it feels so good to hear it again. You know, it's like it's like when you catch a fish and it flops around on the dock. It, it needs water to fill the gills and then you, you, you dump it back in. And I think that's where the phrase happy as a clam comes from. I'm sure it is, James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for all the folks at home, Patrick and I had an idea. Obviously, we always try to think about what to do for uh, the 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 night before the Premier League season kickoff. And we decided last year we had a little segment called Little Bit Leave It. It's a little bit leave it. And we we spaced it out over the course of so many different episodes that we ultimately lost track. I think, you know, Patrick, we won't make you regale us with some of yours. That you spaced mm-hmm. in there. And I think you did it so artfully that no one could ever call you on it. Well, what we're going to do today, we're going to start with some headlines, some transfer headlines that just need talking about because it has been a crazy couple of weeks. But the majority of the episode, it's going to be a little bit leave it episode. It's a little bit leave it. Just takes, just predictions so we can quite literally go to the tape when things go all cockeyed down the, down the stretch of the season. Yeah, I've been um, enjoying hiding in plain sight for years, but this is an effort to increase our accountability. Uh, I know some people think I get nearly everything wrong and I'm the kiss of death. So uh, this will be an interesting year to prove that Mm -hmm. true or false, James, or Mm -hmm. false. Mm -hmm. We're going to put some rigor around it. We have all kinds of takes and predictions from... We'll we'll just give you a few tasters. We have donkey of the year on the more on the more fun side of things, right down to who do we genuinely think are relegation candidates, manager of the season, player of the season, and of course what you all have been waiting for, top four and obviously title winner predictions. But before we get into all of that, of course with a new season comes a new fantasy Premier League season. If you want to get in on it and we haven't hit you up already, DM us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram. If you want to get in on a fantasy league experience that some fans are calling satisfactory, uh, the stakes have never been higher now that two trophies are up for grabs. Patrick, I don't know if you know this, but they have a new cup competition in amongst the league competition. Wow. So That's it's incredible. A double, it's a double tuna. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The old double T. That's exciting. You know, yeah, I've always been more of a cup, uh, uh, you know, a cup, a cup performer than a league performer myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You shine when it's a one single game knockout. Yeah. Over the course always of the been season. Prone, been yeah. prone to the sprint, not the marathon. Right. Yeah. Over the course of the season, season, you know, Nigel's probably got my number with the spreadsheets, but mm-hmm. any given, well, any given Sunday. Yeah. I like my odds. Right. Okay, well, the cup kicks off about midway through the season, so you got to make sure you're tuned in and paying attention to the league. The winner of the league, of course, gets the customary reward of any jersey of their choosing, and you mentioned his spreadsheets, but Nigel's strategy, I think, is as long as the jersey that he wants is not available for purchase anywhere online, (laughs) then he won't actually have to bequeath his title. Wow. Oh, I I like that. Yeah, he did. What, What was the kit he chose? Uh, Yeovil Town. It's a non-league. It's a non-league <laughs> team. <laughs> what a um, legend! What of sentimental value. Legend. Of sentimental value being where my grandma lives. But again, it's a real mastermind performance of from him. Uh, but the winner of the cup competition gets. They don't even sell kits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure they're it out. They're making it custom. He's running we're this. Men, we're men yeah. of our word, but he's making it real difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Bought a plane ticket. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I checked eBay the whole full regalia uh, to no avail, but we'll keep checking. We'll keep checking. Slide to their DMs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great idea, Patrick. I'm going to write that down. And then, of course, the winner of the inaugural inaugural cup competition, we're thinking 20 bucks. We'll, we'll slide you a cool... Andrew Jackson, and also a Prem de la Prem t-shirt. Obviously, the $20 is to balance out the effect that you might not want a Prem de la Prem t-shirt. Yeah, it's 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 costing us, uh, you know, two, what, two, three hundred dollars, James, to manufacture these t-shirts. We're not buying them in bulk. <laughs> We're doing one a year. It's a pretty, uh, I don't know if you've it's, seen the Spurs Away kit, but it's um, it blows it out of the water design-wise. So really heavy on the ink cost. I people have said fabric. it makes the Spurs. People have said it makes the Spurs away kit look like a nice, clean design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jackson Pollock was just shed a tear and rolled over in his grave simultaneously. Jackson when, uh, Pollock said, "Whoa, that's too crazy." Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, the twenty bucks is the is the. Uh, it's basically just like your your compensation for accepting the t shirt, right? Right, you got you to gotta sweeten the pot. And then, Patrick, here's something I've been mulling over. But what happens if someone actually does the double? Because that is in play. League Cup I'd, double. I would, I would get somebody a, um, a crown. Oh, wow. Yeah, I get some, a crown. I mean, I, would, I probably wouldn't pay for more than like 20 bucks. I can't imagine it's going to be a great crown. Uh, okay. If it's an impressive double, you know, maybe, I'd, maybe I'd go with a, you know, up to a $50 crown. And I'll do that out of my own pocket because I think it deserves recognition. And that's a not crown that would, of, yeah, not out of revenue. Well, no, I mean it's, I mean it's you know, tomatoes, potatoes, James. You know, all, all the money we're pocketing. You know, uh-huh. I guess that's out of my pocket either way. It's coming from that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sure. who, who who am I to say? Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe it's a nice little tradition. I can't imagine too many people be doing the double. So maybe that crown stays with the the winner until. Till the next mm-hmm. double is done. I can't wait. I can't wait. Make sure you get your teams in before Friday when Arsenal has that sweet, sweet curtain raiser against Plucky <laughs> Brentford. Anything, anything and everything can happen. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I cannot wait either. And maybe we'll come back to it in the district. But <laughs> for now, <laughs> for now, let's let's plow right on ahead and just talk about some of the craziness that's been going on in the transfer market. And Patrick, I do just want to take a minute to reflect that about a year ago to the day, we were talking about Harry Maguire sitting in a Greek prison after choking out a cop. Wow. That's right. Crazy how times change. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Man got yeah. off scot-free. I, I, I think so. I was actually, when I was typing this up, I was like, is that just over? Is that like an under the table, it's done now? Does he have to go back to Greece at some point? I remember that being on the cards at some at some stage in the, in the proceedings. But... I mean, for now, I don't think after the Euros, after the Euros, his his stock's never been higher with United fans. I think take Max aside, like 99% of people are, are all in on Maguire, myself included. So what a difference a year makes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think he, he endeared himself to the England supporters as well. Certainly did his, his club and country proud. And I really, you, you, you've, you mentioned it many times, but... Um, McGuire's presence, I think, was felt most in his absence last year, mm-hmm. and that was, I think, indicative of, or, or, yeah, maybe indicative, yeah, indicative of just how much he means to that that United team as is. And yeah, if, there, if he's, we'll, 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 I mean, we already did touch on it a bit, but he's partnered with Varane, you know, Shaw coming off the season he's having, like he's he's well protected. Let's put it that right. way as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's, yeah, he's class, he's class, and mm-hmm. in this in this market, he might be. Uh, Justifying that uh that fee, right, right. Might just crazy to think. I forget if it was Uncle Cracker who said it, but you really don't know what you got till it's gone. It was Uncle Cracker, James. You're on fire tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't look that one up either. Straight from the dome, from the deep reaches of my brain. But Patrick, (laughs) being a Premier League podcast, I think there's only one transfer. That could eclipse Premier League news and and make sure that we had to lead with this before getting into the other stuff. Obviously, obviously, we have to talk the GOAT, Leo Messi, yep. going to PSG. I, the way it all unfolded, it was a, you know, Romano himself was saying it was a done deal. He was going to stay at Barca. But what a sad state of affairs over there. It the players they brought on at those insane wages. It really finally came back to bite them in the worst way possible. And you know, there we talked about no super league, but we sure have a bona fide super team in PSG now. Um, you know, might be exciting for the neutral. Might be cool to see them rock up in the Champions League to some some different stadiums around Europe. But it, something about it just strikes a weird tone. I don't know how you feel. Oh, of course it's it's crazy. You know, Messi is you know, as much Barcelona as as Barcelona is Messi. They seem so, you know, inherently tied, especially for this generation, right? You know, there's you know, who who is you know, who who is a bigger figure at Barcelona than than Lionel Messi? You know, I certainly you know, maybe there's people on par with him. I don't want to you know, I mean, I, I, I guess it would no. be like, you know, Carlos Puyol would be someone who maybe is like endeared himself Johan to the fans Cruyff. as much. Yeah. Cruyff, of course, has been there as both a player and a manager, I believe. Um, you know, obviously, no, to Xavi, but it's like there's no one, there's no one like, there's no one like Messi. And he's been, 
Um, they were since what, 13, was it, that he came from Argentina over to the... Yeah, the, I, I believe so. Sia. So, ah, it is... I mean, he's already you've already seen him in a PSG kit at this point. It's just... Right. It's just so it's not- surreal. Um, there's part of me, James, we talked about this offline, that I'm there, there's part of me that is like, you know, to a degree pleased that some of these some of these clubs, these Super League clubs who um, not because of the Super League, but somewhat reap what they sow for making the market market as turbulent as it's been. You know, this probably goes back for Barcelona um, to the Neymar transfer. And that's probably right. where, where it all started. And you know, I, I, I they've done they've done a horrible business. They've spent way too much on you know I don't want to call them you know run of the mill players. They're still probably all like you know, top hundred players in the world. But you know the, they didn't have a plan when they bought you know an Antoine Griezmann, uh, let Suarez go to Atletico, and of course he goes and wins the title there. Like it just doesn't, doesn't seem like they really have a plan. So there's there's a part they of me just that's assume just, money's going to come in to bail them out, right? You know, and there's through each yeah, trade, and there's a part of me that says good. Like I want. I, I don't want people like I. I'm almost happy that La Liga is sticking to their guns and saying these are the rules. I'm sorry, like this is this is you, you made your bed, you got to lie in it. Um, but then it's just seeing Messi anywhere but Barcelona feels wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm, these are the two things I'm battling with: the emotional side of Lionel Messi leaving um, Barcelona, and then you know. Uh, almost guaranteeing PSG, I would say, a Champions League win over the next two years. I think it would be an absolute calamity if they didn't get one of those in the right. next two years. Everyone uh, can get behind that, yeah. Yeah, and that's not cool. Uh, everyone likes seeing PSG fail. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to be a fun-ass team to watch. I, I hope they go invincible in League One. I, I think anything other than that would be a disappointment. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see them. I don't want to see them kind of putz through the Champions League. I want to see them absolutely put on a show. Like I want some like, you know, Bayern embarrassing Arsenal kind of shit. You know, I want them smacking right. big clubs around like four five one. I want yeah, to see like good- the, the if we're gonna put these these towns together, Neymar. You know, uh, you, you can you can make the case that that, that uh, and it's not even a hot take. Kylian Mbappe is like the third best attacker in that in that side. How crazy is that? You know? Oh yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta do some Harlem Globetrotter shit. Put like, on I want a you- show. If you're up 4-0 in the 80th minute, like, just juggles in the second half of the pitch. Like, yeah. Just don't let it hit the ground. hundred percent. Know, why not? Why not? And then, of course, you got the storyline of, uh, you know, Messi and Sergio Ramos have had a fair share of run-ins. Not just the rivalries at Barcelona and in Madrid, but they they seem to kind of have had a personal rivalry throughout that time as well. Uh, Patrick, so it, Barca and cool. Real's captains in yeah. one summer. Remarkable. Yeah, and think about, I mean, Messi Ramos was an international captain. Uh, Wijnaldum, international captain, mm-hmm. um, and then of course Messi, international captain. So you have three international captains, two club captains for the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, yeah, Hakimi is all of a sudden their fifth best transfer of the summer. So a team that really didn't need to retool as far as like winning the league or being you know they're competitive enough in in the Champions mm-hmm. League that one or two transfer windows you would have said okay. They should be a contender for win the Champions League yet again, as they've been for the last couple of years. But this, you know, yeah, if they don't win in the next two years, again, massive, massive calamity. There's no other way to say it. Uh, but I, I just hope they put on a show because the other parts of it kind of suck. And it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with Barcelona because um, financially yeah. they seem ruined. Wasn't it like 500 
million lost last mm-hmm. year, like 90 plus percent mm-hmm. spent on player wages, and they can't even afford to keep Messi on what he was already going to be a club friend, friendly at deal. Half, yeah, yeah, like at half wages. And uh, I, I think the way Laporta put it out there was like, yeah, we wanted Messi, but it would have ruined us. And I don't think he was using hyperbole. No, <laughs> the club was would have gone down. Um, so obviously, I think the neutral sentiment is kind of reap what you sow, Barca. But at the same time, sad for Messi. And then the irony in all of this, Patrick, and like a don't rub it in for Barcelona fans. But Messi wanted to leave last season. You could have sold him for a profit. Oh yeah. You know, obviously that was on nobody's mind, and like Barca's identity is wrapped up with him. But he was ready to walk, and I'm sure oh, yeah. somebody would have bought him, aka City. Um, yeah, I guess and, it's a yeah. Like uh, put put another way, you, you let Lionel Messi go on a free. Yeah, right. Where it doesn't doesn't bite you in the back, and right. then in the midst of all of this, just pouring out for Sergio Aguero. Yeah, yeah. I think he hurt himself out of frustration. I think I was going to say. Wall. I was going to say. Rumor has it he went out and he sought out that ten week injury. Hmm. I mean, they, they seem to be pretty easy for him to grab these days. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it, it, tough, tough for him. Uh, and, and my, uh, do want to provide one point of clarification. I do feel horrible for Barcelona fans. This is just a horrible thing. I mean, they, they've had a, a, a whole lot of success over the years, but anytime I see a mismanaged club, especially one like this poorly mismanaged, you know that 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 communal, the community side of. You know, football, I think, so beautiful. It's just Some people it, can feel, relate. Yeah, I just feel, it just feels, I feel bad for them. Uh, and mm-hmm. it just, but yeah, it is laughable mm-hmm. that they got to trot out Dembele and, and Griezmann now. <laughs> Real sad. Real do sad. They, do, they, do they give somebody else a number 10, you think? Or do they just keep it on hold for two years? I'm expecting Bro. Messi to come back in, in two years. Really? I, yeah, I am. Wow, what a take. I mean, a little bit of leave, it started well and truly. Oh, I don't think there's any way he doesn't come back for at least one season at some point in his career. Would love they, that. They won't say no, and of course, you know he, he's got to have a goodbye in front of those fans, right? Like he right. has to. Well, for this, for the sake of a good segue, Patrick, my hope this season in the Champions League is not a PSG City final, but a PSG City heads are going to roll quarterfinals matchup. Where it's like way too early for those Goliaths to meet. And then someone's right. going to have to answer a lot of questions. I, I'm I'm dying for that. And then going to City, we get to the team that broke the British transfer fee record for a player they don't exactly need. The ultimate flex, Jack Grealish, the poor man's messy saga. Um, this was, I mean, obviously when you're talking EPL news, the, the cane was the big will he, won't he. We'll get to Chelsea and what they've just been up to, but... Grealish, obviously the biggest papered one so far. Um, I, I, what I'll say before I pass the floor over is I just love how the PR team got on him when they saw what happened with Messi leaving Barcelona. And obviously Grealish leaving Villa isn't quite exactly the same, but they were like, hey, Jack, you should probably tell him that you cried like a pussy like, when you left. And he, he came out and had a statement. He's like, by the way, I also teared up when I left Villa. I thought that part was hilarious. <laughs> well, I liked when the president or the CEO, whoever it was, just said, yo, here's the record. This dude wanted to leave because he yeah. wanted he yeah, wanted, yeah. Oh. He, he wanted, he was he like, wanted the, uh, the easier road. <laughs> he did a Stephen A, let me be very clear. Yeah. And I think he did it like 
just eloquently enough that it's not like um was it the Dan Gilbert writing like a post-it note for LeBron saying he would never win a title yeah. or whatever. Oh, no, um, not at all. Jokes um, aside, Patrick, I actually thought he nailed that. I thought that was like the perfect like owner transparency because I think Villa was probably getting a lot of heat for selling him. Oh, yeah. I think there's there's also... Um, I also think there's probably a little bit of PR in that um, mm. in that bit as well. Uh, you got to control the narrative there, Fair. but you know, I thought Fair. I would love that, love that um, that level of transparency. If more if more clubs were like that, because you always you only hear the kumbaya, you know, it's a you know sad to see him go. Wish him all the best. You know, you always, you never really get that inside scoop. So it was it was just refreshing to see that level of. I, I thought it was honest. I, I really it's it, it came off as honest to me and. Also reasonable. I've got a I've got a Dixon's rule. Ooh. For every transfer, outgoing transfer where your club sells a player for over, let's call it seventy five million, the owner has to post an Instagram story with his recap of how the events unfolded. I'd love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean you never have just... a club club record transfer or over seventy five million. You just have to get on and explain what happened. Yeah. The fans need to know. They have a right uh-huh. to know. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm glad you like that one. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, it's interesting you say you don't really need him because I disagree. Uh, I think Kevin De Bruyne is wh- what I say two, three years away from not really being able to. I think he's already we, we, he was hurt a lot last season. Uh, he's 31. He's a sneaky 31. That is a sneaky 31. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I think that Grealish... He's still in I mean, prime, I, though. He's still in prime. Yeah, no, he's... I mean, he's still... He's still excellent. He's still absolutely excellent. But I think that if you're looking at... Oh, he's 30 years old. Never mind, I'm a year off. 30 years old. Uh, but he's... he's. It was a leap year. It was. It was. He was born in 91. Does that make sense? Uh, anyway, I, I, I don't... I, I think he's a, he's a, he's a potential successor uh, to, to Kevin De Bruyne. I think that both of them are versatile enough... That they can play well together, and I think that this move is um, one that positions City in a way that makes more than one of their other assets expendable. Uh, if you have somebody that's going to demand as much of the ball, as much time on the field as you know, both KDB and uh, uh, Grealish will, mm-hmm. I, I think that it makes several other people expendable for. Kind of a, what I, I expect to be, whether it's directly or indirectly, you know, a couple people going out and Harry Kane coming in. So I think it is a it is a move okay. that solidifies a position to a degree that allows for, say, a Sterling and a Jesus or a Bernardo and a Sterling and a Jesus. You know, you can you can really allow for for two people to leave, maybe even three people to leave, and okay, you don't really little- lose anything. A little future planning, a little consolidation down the line. That's my that's my understanding. Let me put it this way. If they don't have anybody going out and a Harry Kane doesn't come in, I, I think it's only Harry Kane. I don't think there's right. an a, a option two. Uh, but if Harry Kane doesn't come in and others don't go out, uh, this is, yeah, it is a, just another you know move of pure opulence by Manchester City. Right, and I think that's what it comes down to. I want it to be kind of hot off the bat and then reel it in and clarify, as I usually do. But I don't mean it as, like, a bad transfer. 
they're getting one of the best players in the Premier League. Like, let's call it what it is. Great transfer. A hundred million, some fuck you money. And that's when I say it's a player they don't need. I look at City, I say, what's their biggest need? I would expect a hundred million to go towards leveraging a Kane deal where they very clearly at some point, whether it's this season, next season, need a Kane successor. Meanwhile, you've got a so Grealish. One of his one of his brilliant traits is he can play out wide or he can play through the middle. And you're looking at a team, obviously, as far as the eye can see, you've got amazing players. But KDB, Mares, Foden, Sterling, um, Bernardo Silva, who's obviously kind of like the the guy who seems to be on his way out. But Ferran Torres, he's a new signing. You know, like. It, it's it's just yeah. insane when you think about the depth. So I look forward to Grealish putting in like the customary fifth and sixth goals against Burnley this season. Right, sure. Um, uh, yeah, and may, maybe they, if if they don't buy a striker, you know, Pep played without a striker quite a bit last season. Uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe it's not uh, you know Grealish, but you have you just th- you get another attacking minded midfielder slash winger, somebody that can, like you said, play inside, play out. It gives Pep more versatility across that front line in the midfield. Should he need to, whether he needs to or not, he will like to tinker. He will like to play around with things. Uh, you know, it's but it's, it's to the same degree, right? They, they bought like Nathan Aki for like thirty million, right. and then it was like, no, no, he's not. We're getting Ruben. We're getting Ruben <laughs> Diaz as well. It wasn't the same window too? Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just it is it is it's not something I would put past them just to be like we're gonna get. Jack Grealish, and we'll figure out the rest later. You know, right. entirely possible. But I do think, I do think we're going to see some significant outgoings from Manchester City first, first team Premier League starters. You know, across the board, top six. You know, whatever the, the Bernardo, um, potentially Sterling. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, so there's, I think we're going to see some outgoings from them. Which, if not, it's just you know wrap wrap it up. Right. Well, we'll see what actually gets done this this go around. But um. Why don't we take a beat and uh, break from transfers that have happened and talk about probably the most swirling tabloid news that you heard us talk about on the round tables with our Spurs fans, etc. Uh, I'm certain Harry Kane, Patrick. It looks like he's staying put if I'm reading this, the tea leaves. Um, my question for you just to kick it off is if Kane's brother wasn't his agent, do you think he'd still be in a job? A jo- like a, a job? Probably not. No, I don't <laughs> not, think he'd hold down. Not, not even his single. current job. Just any job. No, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he'd have a job. Uh, I've never seen so much weight given to a gentleman's agreement before. They were really banking on that. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I got you this big new contract. What about the release clause? You'll never believe what I had included. A gentleman's <laughs> agreement. Oh my God! It's, so it's, what's the release clause? What's that? <laughs> I'd say a gentleman's agreement is like one tier below a promise, which is one tier below swearing to God, which is one tier below swear on me, mum. Gentleman's oh my. agreement's down there. It's so bad, but no, I, uh, I, I, we we have uh, until the end of the month. Right, this is not. We're not cutting off the transfer window on Friday, so the window goes all the way to the end of August. If, I'm, if I am correct, I believe it does this year, uh, which is weird. Why they keep changing that? It used to always go that that far. Yeah, now it, it is the co- end of August, which I do. Couple prefer. years, yeah. Because you know what it does, Patrick. You can totally botch your first two games of the season, and then we get to panic buy mode, which I love. 
That's Muscles fair. Free United, which oh. is well documented. I love seeing well, you, it neutrally. Yeah, if you look at if you look at the start of uh, Arsenal schedule, that might that might time up perfect for some panic buys. So I'm mm-hmm. I don't hate it for, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, but I I do think I think he goes. I think he goes to City. I I, I believe. What? I believe, yeah, I think the whole. I think Levy is spending the Kane money. I don't believe he's having this type of a window without it. Uh, what do you mean? What the type of window? He brought Brian Gill for a pretty what was that in the thirties, and then yeah. this Romero guy in the forties fifties. That feels like a pretty standard Spurs window, no? Sure, I just don't think I don't think they're done. They're still being linked to several attacking players. Uh, I, I just I don't think they're done. I think they're All looking right. to get in. I don't know if it's going to be a Latura Martinez. It's kind of tough to read what's happening in Inter, whether or not mm-hmm. they're done or they're having a complete fire sale and meltdown. Uh, and if that's the case, maybe he's in there. I don't know. I, I think that he goes. Wow. Because, again, I believe the whole cycle with Manchester City. I do believe in a bigger picture. I'll, I'll, I'll be... Um, you know, I usually say I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I, I, I would actually hate for Kane to stay. I said, you know, I, I, I'd love the departure uh, from him out of Spurs. He's he's a phenomenal player, but I I I don't know. That's what I think. I think it's all. I think there's a lot of things in motion right I now, just, and it's just a weird window. A lot of it's it's one of the. I think what we're seeing now in the market is business has to happen for other business to happen. You know, we're seeing a lot of like, well, we need this to go through before this goes through, before this goes through, before this goes through. And you have all these teams that are doing that. So it's this weird little domino effect that you just need for a couple things to fall. I think things are starting to fall. They'll continue to fall over the next couple of weeks. I think this will be very late in the window, uh, but I do think it happens. It's funny you say that. I was was probably leaning towards it happening if you asked me a couple weeks ago. And um, I forget what my exact stance was when we did the round tables. But now with the backtracking you see where... He held out on training. Now he's coming out with statements like probably, you know, courtesy of his brothers, just like amazing advice. But he's put out a statement saying he never said he technically, he technically never said he wouldn't train and just this backpedaling that we're seeing. Yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's, I mean, I don't think he's a bad dude. I think he made a bad call and is trying to manage the PR. He's doing, if you want to believe it, sure. No, I, no, no, none of this is towards his character. I th- yeah, I think it's mismanagement for sure. But it, to me, I also read it as th- they probably know more than the average person. And they're like, it might not happen. It's probably not going to happen. Let's just start, you know, righting these wrongs now. Yeah, but I can't believe, like, who's in whose interest is it if it's a miscommunication that, they, that it comes out that Harry Kane is skipping training and he doesn't really address it for a few days? You know who, if if he's really just you know if the if the narrative is oh I was always gonna this was scheduled day and this that and the travel like everyone on if Spurs is gonna know what's going on and there's not gonna be a big fuss so right. I think that it was intentional uh, I it was clear, for me it's clearly intentional this is not a mistake you make right no one makes yeah. that mistake not let alone like, a guy in his position there's not no chance least, not least yeah. Kane yeah yeah happen all right watch this space. Mm-hmm. Patrick, you mentioned the Inter fire sale. Big Rom. Chelsea awakes from its slumber and Abramovich slaps down 115 million euros. You do the conversions. All I know, slightly scary. Yeah. Uh, slightly I don't scary. Know if, I don't know if Big Rom is Lukaku or Abramovich at this point because uh, they're both slinging their weight around. Mm-hmm. This is a contender 
level move for Chelsea, in my opinion. I think that this 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 guy Lukaku, I think he's you know he's got his, his shortcomings. I don't know that he's worth. This is kind of the fee. The guy's now I think got one of the highest total transfer fees. Uh, oh yeah, crazy money um, of every of, of anyone. It's um, in the fuck you money caliber of Grealish at a hundred. Sure, like. sure. It, but he, he, I think he's exactly what Chelsea need. Really, uh, a sure. back to goal, strong, physical guy that all those other guys can play runs off of and feed him in dangerous spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he limits a Warner or a Havers. I think he unlocks them more than anything. So this is something that's funny. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. It's a it's a scary scary move. You're having for, trouble for, putting the ball. You're having trouble putting the ball in the back of the net. Get one of the most clinical strikers in the world. Like you don't have to be, you don't have yeah, to be a well, tactician to put that one together. But no, um, they're not messing around. Not one bit. I was going to ask you. It's funny you mentioned you know Warner and Havertz. I was one of my questions that I had here was who do you think are the biggest winners and losers at Chelsea from this transfer, players wise. I mean, I guess it depends on what you know T- Tammy Abraham wants, but he's got to go now. He's surely out. Um, so loser there. Yeah, I don't even think it matters what he wants anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's got to be finding that move. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that when you're, and I'm going to assume that for the most part, uh, I just think they have so many weapons that for them to play three at the back would just be a waste. But I'm going to assume that they're playing um, four at the back, and that you got Jorginho, Conte. Mount midfield. Uh, Lukaku's in the mix. I think the biggest loser here is um, Ziyech. I don't think he fits in this team really much Mm. at all. Uh, I don't think he offers anything. Not, I shouldn't say anything, but I don't, I, I, I would, I'd rather slot Werner, Havertz, uh, Bulisic even, um, and I'm missing somebody as well um, ahead of him. Havertz, Havertz, Werner, Pulisic. Who am I missing out of their attackers? I feel like I'm missing somebody. See, uh, but think, Abraham, Giroud left. Yeah, no, I don't. I wouldn't put him ahead of like a, a Hudson Odoi uh, or anything like that. Um, right. Maybe I'm, I feel, for whatever reason, I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, but anyway, Not you got like you got all of them. That's three people that I rate as being. You know, better better options than him. I think he's kind of this weird mix of you know. Um, he might be more of more of a number eight than anything. I don't know if he's that defensive, uh, but you know, I, I don't really think he fits like that ten role in the way that Chelsea balanced their midfield. You know, you can't have Akante, Jorginho, Mount, and Ziyech in the midfield. So I think he's almost relegated to the wing. Mm-hmm. And then on the wing, I just don't think he he offers the same thing that others others do. So I think he's the biggest loser. And I really think Timo Werner is the biggest winner. I think Timo Werner's biggest thing that he brought to the table last year was intelligent runs. And, mm-hmm. I mean, playing playing with a guy that has his back to goal uh, and as effectively as Lukaku does. Hold that play. Yeah, I, I mean, I people are talking about Havertz, Havertz and, uh, uh, and Mount being the, the two main beneficiaries, which I think they will benefit mm-hmm. from. But I think Werner is someone who's... Werner has pace that those two guys don't have. Yeah. If they're playing any sort of a high line, like, look out. Yeah. I, um, as you, you know, thinking back to his time at United, I don't know what the opposite of rose-tinted glasses is. I, I think the fecal comparison is probably the most obvious. But uh, <laughs> it, he, people look back on his time at United pretty jaded. 
Um, yes, obviously, you, you see those you see those like first touch compilation compilations that Colin somehow has like eight or nine of just stored up and ready to go. And first of all, when I look at those, it just scares me even more because I'm like, this is fuel. I don't like this. Second of all, when you got past his first touch or when he was able to bring in the ball, you mentioned it. His ability to play with his back to goal, that also means linking up play and letting those speedy runners get in behind. So I, I do agree. I was thinking that too. Like Werner, I don't think loses out from this. I actually think he, uh, you know, shifts out wide and, um, and they, yeah, have a, 100%. they have a pretty dynamic threat going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they're, um, yeah, you look you look back at uh, I'm just going through Lukaku's history here, right? And at his at his worst in the Premier League, he was scoring ten goals. And that was you know, that was back 2014-2015 with Everton. His worst season with United, he did two seasons there. His second season he had twelve goals in the league. Season before that was sixteen and seven, which is a you know, that's not you know, elite elite striker, but that is, you know, that probably puts oh, it's him in saying- the top five to 10 in the league. And then Inter, I mean, he, he, he seemed to really, really discover himself at Inter. Mind you, he's only 28 years old. So he's, he's still very, very potentially yeah, uh, evolving here. Um, and certainly physicality is not an issue, right? We talk about people coming from Syria mm-hmm. to the Premier League. You're like, can, can they, not an issue with Lukaku. Not it's a, a it's, juicy it's, signing, yeah. Patrick. There's no way around it. If you're a Chelsea fan, you got to be pretty excited. If you are fellow title contender, you got to be pretty nervous. Yep. And then 100%. the biggest one, Patrick, Josh Sargent to Norwich. Put some respect on the USMNT. It's coming home. Learn from <laughs> Timu, buddy. Learn from Timu. He um, joins Pulisic and Stefan as the only other medium to high profile players. And I think. Medium profile is doing a lot of work for Zach Steffen in that regard. Um, but it's great having American representation in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we lost um, – I don't know if he transferred anywhere, but what the was The Fulham his... contingent. They went yeah, down. Yeah, Tim Ream mm-hmm. and um, – Yedlin the... went to Turkey. It was Robinson was there. What's yeah. his first name? Uh, Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robertson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yedlin's been gone for a minute. Um yeah, no, no, it's it's exciting. He's an exciting uh, talent, I think, for um, for American fans, but one that's never really, you know, kind of been able to take that, you know, the next le- step up the way that a Tyler Adams, McKinney, Pulisic, Dest, like that, you know, that tier of league and performance, right? He's mm-hmm. a, um, was it Werder Bremen? You know, probably not even as a first choice guy. Doubt he's going to be a first choice guy at Norwich. Nah. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice to see him kick on. Score five and ten goals. That would be a really cool, great season, I think, from him. Yeah, I picked up in 83 appearances at Word of Bremen, 15 goals. I imagine some of those were like dirt, like duster time, end-of-game subs. So Five minutes, yeah, I'm sure. Try and give him a little bit of credit there, but not prolific, obviously, when you read that stat line, but he's only 21. And like you said, learn from Timu. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't know I don't know a ton about him, but he was one of these like, you know, wonder kids. People were uh we're excited about. Yeah, he did effectively two nineties. Actually, no, he been God, he played a Yeah, it doesn't look good when you go to the tape. <laughs> Twenty eight nineties, two years all ago. All you gotta say, all you gotta say is he's got goals. potential and then all is all is forgiven. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well he, he he does appear to have some potential. They're starting to call him in the Suffolk region the ginger Pele. 
So hopefully he comes good. We've been, That's we've, great. been we've been waiting to fill that uh, striker slot in the national team. So maybe it all comes together. Oh yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tim or, him or Tim Way, maybe, and there's some other people I'm sure in the mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, fun to see, fun to see, in a fun position too. Well, that takes us right into the takes, the predictions, the little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. Patrick, are you ready for this? I am. We are gonna run the full gamut. It's gonna go from the downright silly to the sweaty tough predictions that we all yeah, that we actually will come back and hammer each other on You're, this this episode is going to be referenced a historical episode patrick mm-hmm. i'm teaming with oh, it it's a time it's a time capsule mm-hmm. we start with the most prestigious one of them all the troy dini cojones moment of the year patrick you get first coin toss do you want me to go first or do you want to go first i'll go first on this one i want the ball okay. and i'm going to score okay. uh, my troy dini cojones moment of the year uh, is going to be that a championship side will make the FA Cup final. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so you're okay. I, I think I took it more literally, like what's a Cajones moment, but I guess the champion, you're saying the championship team is showing Cajones by making the FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah, and I think it'll be okay. a, you know, making it, I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll make the FA Cup final, and those are just the scenes when a championship side makes the FA Cup final is just it's it's big cojones. You got it's a it's a David versus Goliath, everybody but the team that's that's the Premier League side rooting for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. A Wigan a Wigan versus Man City. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess exactly. they're still in the prem. Well there was I can't remember if they were in the prem at the time, but uh Arsenal versus Hull was another one that might have been Right. Might have been that I don't remember right. if Hull City was in the championship. Okay. At the time. But in any case, that's my cojones well, moment. I took this brief somewhere else. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to say that off the bat. Uh, yeah. yeah. There, were, there, were, there weren't a whole lot of instructions. There were not so rules. We just gave the titles, folks. So Hopefully we I, have the same top four. I did actually. Patrick, Patrick, I've got two here. I've got two contenders for the Cajones moment. The first one might be pretty meta, but as we know, Watford is back in the Premier League. Troy Deeney is on Watford. They play Arsenal on November 6th. I wouldn't be surprised if Dini shithoused the game time penalty in the dying moments of the match and dropped a Cajones reference in the post-match interview, making it quite literally a Cajones moment of the year. I mean, if he does, if if he does that, then yeah, absolutely, that's the Cajones I, moment of the year. If Troy Dini <laughs> scores against Arsenal and they get any result from the game, it's a Troy Dini Cajones moment. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's a, it's it's done. Okay. All right. So that one was meta. I'm keeping this one in the Arsenal theme. I've just, got just I'm, for what it's worth. The, um, he actually got cojones by Lucas Torreira and sent off in the 11th minute the last time he played <laughs> Arsenal. So the cojones ball Arsenal, is in, in his court. It's Arsenal, his turn to great. show the cojones. Right. He like was last it, cojones. You got to serve yeah. it back over the net. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like a game of tag. Mm-hmm. Where are the cojones lie right now? Torreira's not. He Torreira took the cojones out of Arsenal. So yeah, right now he's just on holiday in Madrid, uh, but he's still an Arsenal player. Oh, I didn't point. know that. I quite yeah. literally forgot. Well, he's actually he's actually um, has to quarantine since Uruguay is on like a ten day list. But it is just funny. He's just chilling in Madrid, uh, shirtless, making some barbecues um, <laughs> while everyone else is preparing for the season. That's you know? Incredible. Like he's he's on Arsenal. You know, it really is. Uh, really even Klasnach is training. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, keeping in the Arsenal theme. I've got, I'm looking at my crystal ball. 
I see Granite Xhaka wearing the captain's armband by the time that they visit Spurs in January. He's going to be back in a standing where he can wear that armband. Arsenal's going to be up 4-0 against Spurs. And in a reversal of fortunes, Granite Xhaka is going to get subbed off. And he's going to cup his ears to the Spurs fan, to the Spurs fans. And then he's going to kiss the armband and delicately give it to the sub that's coming on. Is that a home or away game for Arsenal? It's an away game. Wow. Absolute scenes. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I can't even believe he's come come, come back as far as he has. Uh, and I also can't believe that we're going to start Nel Nenny Jaka Pivot on Friday. Uh, so I really <laughs> hope that, that that doesn't happen. Oh, uh, my God. I actually think it's going to be what's the, whatever the new kid's name is. Uh, blanking on it right now. But yeah, no, that's that would be that would be fucking amazing. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, you know how much I would I would eat that right right up right up. I'd go right into my FIFA franchise and give stick take the armband from Tierney and give it to putting Jacques it right back. Yeah, that. putting it right back. Yeah, hundred percent. You, you get that email. You get that email from your assistant coach that's like, "Hey, boss, uh, I noticed you have oh, El Nenny is your club captain. Uh, Jaka <laughs> has the leadership trait. You should probably you should probably hand it over." Yeah, you know what's funny that at the you get that when you start an Arsenal franchise, you just get that right at the start. They're like, "Yo, Aubameyang's not that dude. You got to give it to David Luiz." FIFA's decided, dude. With this, with this, it's in like the first week. They're like, That's "You got so it. You, you got to give it to David Luiz." That's so good. That's so good. All right, Patrick, yeah. Donkey of the Year. We talked about the brief being pretty loose for the last one. When you sent this over to me, you literally followed up subscript define however you want. So here mm-hmm. we are, donkey of the year. Um, I'll go first here. It's a shame Yo, it can't go to shame it can't go to Nacho Monreal. Just, just throwing that out there. First so, of all, he's La Cabra, which is the goat. Same thing. And uh, for me, Patrick, this has to go to Jordan Pickford. After the Euros, after the Euros, I feel like his arc is complete. He's you know his story's done. He's not going to progress to be like one of the best three or five keepers in the world. He's not going to secure a transfer to a top club. I just can't see it happening in my mind's eye. So he's going to go back to being a donkey. He's going to let balls slide in between his legs. He's going to spike balls off the post into his own net. He's going to go back to doing Pickford things. And then he'll he'll just have incredible performances for World Cup for England at tournaments. It's just his natural storyline. So it's time that he regresses into that animal shape form. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait for him to do a full dive at a ball that is 10 meters wide of the goal, too. That's my absolute favorite from him. And then just point uh, up at the sun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for... This might be a common theme throughout these superlatives, James. My donkey of the year is going to go to Rafa Benitez. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he makes it um, to Boxing Day. I think he's canned before Boxing Day. I think Everton are in a proper relegation battle uh, up, in, up until <laughs> Relegation that battle! I think that they get salvaged. I think they get salvaged. I think that they are 15th or lower on Boxing Day. And I think Rafa Benitez scratching his head and his belly button at the same time. He knows how to do that. He's, he practiced. Yeah. Do the, like, pat your head, rub your belly. He's right. going to be doing that kind of stuff on the sideline. Just hey, so confused. Can't be done. Yeah, it's going to be like this. Like if if you made a Frankenstein of the most confused coaching faces, it's just it's the Emery chin scratch, the Ollie dumb face, uh, the Klopp astonished all together. It it'll, it actually comes to form Rafa Benitez's face, and so I think that this guy is going to be an absolute donkey. I cannot wait to talk more about Everton, uh, Patrick. This episode I'm not and be, beyond. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. 
I have ever turned on one of these superlatives or predictions or whatever. But so it just I. sounds like it sounds like you just don't think Rafa Benitez is a good coach, which I think is taking it a little far. <laughs> it might be taking it a little bit far, but I think I I think it's going to be so bad that this guy in a first season in a first season with his you know quote unquote stature, mm-hmm. given how bad I think things are going to go at Everton. I, I I just think that the the aura around him will be donkey like. <laughs> it's gonna be inescapable on Mersey's side. Yeah, he's gonna be wearing a three piece suit, just getting spanked by Burnley. Okay, okay, you're just adding additional takes on top of this, and it's compiling. I don't even know if they play Burnley before Boxing Day, <laughs> but it, it might happen in the cup, and then they'll get spanked. This is this is the compound interest of takes. They're just building. One upon if you keep other. asking me, I'll keep telling you how bad I think this is going to go. <laughs> we're not. We're going to come back to it. I promise you that we're going to come back to it. I love it. Okay, donkey of the year, Patrick. This is one we hold very close to our hearts. Prem de la Prem, ref of the year. And again, you can take this as abstract as you want. It can mean anything you want it to mean. The Prem de la Prem ref of the year. I will seed first. Yeah, first mine's going to pull. Paul Tierney, um, mm-hmm. Paul Tierney, um, no relation. Nearly, yeah, near nearly four yellows a game last year uh, in only twenty one games. I was actually considering making him my donkey and my ref of the year, uh, but I think he's going to have some absolute shockers. I think he's going to be the ref that gets told he's not good enough. It was Jonathan Moss last year. Nuno's going to no, have to one up himself. It was Lee Mason. Well, Jonathan Moss retired. Yeah, they're I'll tell you how I know that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I think Paul Tierney is going to have some absolute shockers. I think he's going to be given some big games as well. I think he's right on the precipice. Like he's in the ten to fifteen range of like games games reft quantity of games reft over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to have some absolute shockers in there. Mm-hmm. I think he might get a Merseyside derby and just blow it. Something like that. I think he's really gonna be going to be a big storyline. What was the? He's got a strange body type, if I if I recall. Yeah, let me just yeah just Hobbit yeah, Hobbit esque. Yeah, yeah, he's got this, uh, yeah, and he's just got this smugness to him, like, he knows that he's right, but he never is. Patrick, you know you're, describing, you're describing every ref. No, but, like, I, I think he, him especially so. Like, I think he walks a bit with his butt out, you know? I think he just kind of has a little strut, a little prance to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, he low key looks like uh, Andres Iniesta as well, which bothers me. Does, doesn't he? Yeah. Take away all the ability. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we don't know. We can't be sure. Okay. Right, yeah. You've never seen him. Never seen him on the ball. You'd have to imagine. Right. Okay, well, Patrick, you ask how I know who's retired, who's not retired. Uh, I wanted to put Lee Mason forward for this one, but he uh, choicefully retired, let's put it that way, after some of the strangest and most bizarre refereeing decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. So the torch passes to the aforementioned Jonathan Moss about as, as fast as his namesake that grows on stones. Uh, I think he's going to be the first ref to actually misconstrue his right as a referee to overrule VAR and take it as meaning that he can overrule objective decisions he's looking at, like offsides or goal line technology. I think there's going to be a moment this season where he calls it back um, in a way that has never before been done. Right, like doesn't look off to me, and then yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's like no, I don't think that's off. 
Wow. No, and, I can and see like that. and like you know how they've got the electronic board where it pops up with the decision. It's like offside. I just picture the verbal meme. He's doing the four boxes with his fingers and like blows the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> the match report. Uh, we 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 were actually telling Jonathan Moss the exact opposite. Uh, not our fault. Have at it. Yeah. No. He. He's another one that's just when you when you draw Jonathan Moss, you just you gotta be kidding me. You know, it's just a you know you're in for an absolute doozy. Yeah, if you tell someone draw uh, draw an English Premier League referee, Jonathan Moss is gonna be on the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people's never watched the game before. He's got deep eye bags. That's like triple layer bags right there. Yeah, man, he's horrible. He's horrible. Oh my god, there's a PNG of Jonathan Moss here. Transparent background and everything. That's, that's a mistake. That's, a, that's a big team. mistake. That's a big mistake. Yeah. Okay. Cannot be doing that. <laughs> okay, Patrick. Biggest train wreck of the year. Uh, I'm going to take this one. You've already invoked their name, so I'm going to go ahead and do it as well. This deserves Stephen A. voice because there's no way in hell it's not going to be Everton. Biggest train wreck of the year. Their new signings are unimpressive. Their manager, oh sorry, yeah, their new signings are unimpressive. Their manager is not wanted at Everton. Their talismanic number 10 does not want to be at Everton. And their little <laughs> and their literal number 10 is literally a pedophile. Allegedly. Right, 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 right. Guilty till proven innocent. Yeah. Well, yeah, a court of public opinion has already decided. Uh, <laughs> fair as that may be. Yeah, 100 percent Same for me. It's gonna be a train wreck. It's gonna be an absolute train wreck. Pickford, like I said, like you said, is going to absolutely lose it. Um, he's when he's be... a figure of stability at the club, like you look to something you can grab onto and it's like, ah, Pickford and goal. You got problems. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I don't, I don't think um, uh, Hamas is going to be he he is talking like I came for this manager now I don't know oh, don't know what to do like he's outright saying it it's like this is he voluntarily he voluntarily spoke up on the Aguero situation when Messi left he's like no how it feels it's like dude you're still at the club <laughs> well did Benitez was his, was Benitez his manager at Madrid mm, it may have overlapped I'm and not obviously, sure because you know Hamas never really got on at Madrid so maybe that has something to do with it as well mm-hmm. would be a perfect one for the intern. Right. Get on it. Anyway, I, that's yours as well? Yeah. 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 We don't need to go too deep into that. It's just going to be, no. you know, says enough. buckle up. It says enough. You say, you say relegation race Benitez his head on a platter by Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. I think it's going to be that bad. Okay. Wow. I wouldn't be shocked I, if they're like in October without a win. Yeah. I've got bottom half of the table finish. I yeah. really do. Oh, 100%. I really do. It's insane. Let's see how it goes. I can't wait. What's their first game? Because that's just going to dictate so many of the vibes over there. It's actually not bad. It's it's home versus Southampton, who I think is having an equally abysmal summer. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a little saving grace there. Their first mm-hmm. three games are winnable. Okay. Most improved player. Now we get to a little bit more of the serious. And this is where yep. I actually start to pull some Intelligente opinions in here. Yep. Same. Why don't you go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? Go with the homer take here. I'm going to Emil Smith Rowe. I think the kid's mm. special. I think he's going to get put on the. Uh, you invoke uh, Arsenal this early. Oh well, it's it's the last time, James. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, you're telling me he doesn't show up in player of the season. 
Uh, well, maybe you see how many lists, how, how how long the list is. Sorry, uh, I, meant no, two. I think I think the kid is uh, is is very special. Obviously, Arsenal's backing him. I think that he's going to get on really really well um, in a more prominent role. Uh, less distractions. Obviously, Oza was around to start last season. Who knows if Arsenal's still in for another number ten? I hope that they are. Uh, but the kid right. has flexibility to go out <clears throat> wide, stay in the center. Uh, I think he's a he's a he's a big big piece moving forward. We're going to find out one way or another um, what the kid's about this season. You know, he's got the spotlight on him. He's he's not a surprise anymore. It's not like cute that he's putting together one one twos or he's got to start to perform with a number ten kit at Arsenal. Uh, and I think he's up for it. I'm I, excited. I think it's a, it's a big big season ahead of him, for him. I'm excited, Patrick. I really am as a neutral. Like, obviously not by any like any stretch the same type of player. But I hear the same thing about ESR from within Arsenal fan groups where they're like, this kid's the real deal. Like, he's going to be good. The same way within the United circle, you were like, I cannot wait for Greenwood. You know, like, he's that good. And people are going to see. Yeah. <clears throat> he got in a couple uh, Europa games, I think even under Emery. Or not under Emery, under maybe even... No, not under not under Wenger, but I feel like he got every time he's put he he's played. You know, you've you've seen what he's about. He's ambitious. He plays football the Arsenal way. Uh, he links he links very very well with others, and he's also getting stuck in on the on the back end. You know, he's in, mm-hmm. he's he's endearing himself to everybody. So we're we're very very excited for him. And let's be frank, Arsenal's about to improve. So this is this is absolutely the place where I'm going to take the homer take. Okay, okay, it won't come up later. I, I guess that's reassuring in a way. Uh, Surprise patch of the year, James. <laughs> Mikel Arteta. <laughs> um, you're just like furiously scribbling it out. This one you might think you is a little... The, the lead on the next few, James. Uh-huh, yeah. This one you might think is a little harsh given he actually had a good season last year. Um, but this is just a testament to how much I think he's going to take that next step. Uh, I got Ollie Watkins, Patrick. I got Ollie Watkins. I think he had a good season last season bursting out of the scene, but not as prolific as he could have been. You know, I remember some pretty high-profile misses of his, which isn't the worst thing when you're banging in 14 goals in 37 games. He was eighth in the Golden Boot race. So again, like by all means, a good season. But I think he's going to go that next step further, maybe even a 20-plus goal season. Uh, Grealish is gone, but I think in Buendia and in Leon Bailey, He's got quality creators on both sides of him. And then obviously Danny Ings, like you might think it challenges him for game time, but I think it might be a little bit of uh, Luke Shaw, Alex Tellez vibes in the sense that he's just going to be pushed on a little further. Because when you think about mm-hmm. it, he didn't have competition last season. And we're going to see if he's the kind of player who thrives on that. And I think he is. Yeah. Uh, and you were right. Ollie Watkins uh, tied for ninth in the league with 13 big chances missed last season. Mm-hmm. So definitely the opportunity to push on a little bit further, clearly putting himself in some dangerous places. That's an impressive uh, stat attack, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm here yeah. for you. Okay. Back All on right. my boy. Surprise package of the year. I'll keep it going, snake style. This is my Intelligente pick. I'm pretty proud of this one, and I'm going to act very high and mighty about it. I've got Ivan Tony from Brentford. First of all, he's got two first names. You know who else had two first names? Roberto Carlos. He was pretty good, wasn't he? I was going to say Ricky Bobby, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all in the same ilk. And on oh, a more serious sure. note, if you want actual data, he had 31 goals in the championship last season, which is hey, wow, incredible. Including, for all the fantasy owners out there, 
11 out of 11 pens. The Bruno Fernandez bread and butter. It's, uh, you know, I think I'm reading that if Brentford's going to have a good, if Tony's having a good season, Brentford's going to stay up. So I think this is one to watch out for that your average Prem head might not be aware of. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, Brentford's the uh, the sexy pick of the promoted teams. There's always the one promoted leads. team that who are the new wolves. Are, yeah, who that are more high on and more people are high on Brentford and a lot because of this guy. Um, my surprise package of the year. I don't. I, I, again, I'm not sure how much this is going to be a surprise, um, but I think it's going to be Aston Villa. I think they got better this summer. I don't think that they got worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, they're they're a a well-run, well-organized squad. They added the championship player of the season, Emi Bundia. They got Leon Bailey, who I think is just one of these... He, I'm excited to see what the, kid, the guy's about, you know, because I feel like I've heard about Leon Bailey for a while in the Bundesliga. I think he was over at um, Leverkusen, was it? Yeah. Uh, and for him to come in, you know, Buendia, uh, like you mentioned, Ings, when we were talking about Watkins, and um, in Bailey, <laughs> that's... You know, I think we, the the CEO said as much. We were talking about this a bit off air. The CEO of uh, what's it, uh, Villa, came right out, nailed the messaging. I completely believe it. I think this this is a great use of the Jack Grealish money, and I think that they've they've yeah. taken a step forward. And I think the perception is that losing Grealish is going to make them worse. Uh, I am I am excited to see what this team can do. This was a team that showed a lot of ambition. Uh, but I think did rely a little bit too much on on one player. So mm-hmm. we're going to see how great. I think I think the measurement of how good Grealish is is going to be less so his effect on City and more so the effect on Villa. Right. It's like, would you rather have three B caliber players instead of one A? It almost feels like, and I feel like they all live up to that. Um, oh, so absolutely. they're going to be. Not only are they going to be improved, I completely agree. Maybe a surprise package, whatever you want to call it. I think they'll, they'll be, be fighting really for fun. Europe. It'll be a really fun watch. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I agree. All right. We are really into the nitty-gritty now, Patrick. Here we go. Golden boot winner. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you get I'm going to um, uh, Mo Salah. Ooh. I think, you know, with Liverpool... First of all, Mo Salah is not really a hot take for golden boot. I mean, I think no matter what kind of season he's having over the last, like, five seasons, he's been in in the conversation uh, at the end of the day. Um, speaking of big chances missed, missed 19 a season ago, uh, missing, I think, two, you know, not missing, but missing service that he was getting in previous seasons yeah. uh, due to, you know, really what Van Dyke unlocks. Van Dyke unlocks the, the, the wing backs, allows Fabinho to sit a little bit Let's deeper. Them play up. Yeah. Let's them play a little bit up. And then that puts Mosala in a little bit of space, puts Mosala in, in, you know, able to make runs in behind. And I just think that they're 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 going to really bounce back. I think I think Liverpool is uh, from where they were a season ago, and I'm I'm back in Mo Salah to 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 get the golden boot yet again. You, you took the words out of my mouth. We're 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 one brain on this one. I got Salah Good. as well. Yeah. That's a combined pick. If you wanted my preamble, I would say Lukaku's a good pick. If oh, I actually did have a caveat here. I think if Kane does go to Man City, which you think he's gonna do, I think he's a he's a mortal lock for me. If Kane goes to Man mm. City, but this is me assuming he's gonna stay. Um, so I'm fully endorsing Salo, who's like quietly always just putting in excellent, excellent seasons at Liverpool. Yeah, he was one goal off the pace, twenty two goal season last year in a mm-hmm. 
down season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The man in the dugout, Patrick. Manager of the season. I'm just going to say Steve Bruce before you can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to the next one. <laughs> Enough said. Now, for me, this, this one's a bit more of a leap of faith. But I'm following my gut. Or should I say I'm following the painted line from my house to the training ground. Because I'm going with Bielsa. I'm all, I'm all here for Bielsa Ball. I think he was wow. a nominee. He was a nominee last season, Patrick, when he guided Leeds to ninth. And yes, they were a newly promoted team, so ninth is amazing. But this year, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Leeds goes up to seventh. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they chase Europe. They've got fans back in the stadium. They retained Rafinha, Bamford, brought in Jack Harrison on a full. They haven't lost any of the oomph. I think they only lost Alioski and brought in Junior Furpo from Barca. So I think it's good things coming. And I don't think there's any reason for regression here. I think they're just going to keep improving. Yeah, I think that's um, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Um, my manager of the season, kind of in line with um, a previous take. Rafa Benitez. <laughs> it's going to be for all the reasons a, previously stated. Such a flame out that people are going to have to recognize it as the best manager of the season. Uh, I think it's going to be Dean Smith. Uh, I, I oh wow, we I both went that, pretty under the radar here. Yeah, and I, I think that with um, with him, um, it, you know, who was it, Jack? That was on, I guess, a year ago. Uh, you know, we didn't really think too highly of Dean Smith going into the last season, right? Uh, Villa were rele- relegation fodder uh, pre uh, Project Restart, and you know, we're, we're maybe a couple of lucky decisions or Hawkeye technology away from 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 actually being relegated last year. Um, but 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 Jack put my eyes on him, right? And Dean Smith, I thought, was somebody who got a lot out of that team. That team was fun to watch, and they were very competitive as well. And I think, again, like I said, I think they get better. I think the perception is going to be, oh, they took a step back. You lost the English Golden Boy. You lost your club captain. You got boy from the academy. Uh, and I think you're going to see what – he's going to have to flex his managerial skills, I think, for them to be that surprise package of the year, be competing for Europe. So – in line with that previous take, I'm going Dean mm-hmm. Smith and someone who actually, after last season, I do I do really really rate. I think he's right. quite quite excellent. He's got the pieces around him, right? Like it's interesting seeing a manager with investment because they almost don't have anything to hide behind. It's like time to try and reconfigure this team, make up for the loss of Grealish, but use these talented pieces. I like that one. Where do you mm-hmm. um you you see Villa challenging for Europe? You said. I do, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we can when we get to the the top four. I think that'll kind of oh. crystallize some of my my thoughts on. Um, I don't think Villa's top four. I was that, gonna, okay, okay. We so. don't need that kind of teaser. But I think that there's there's <laughs> you there's definitely buckets. teased it. There's buckets that are that are that are going to be competitive this year, and, and I think fighting for Europe bucket is a is a you know if if we're talking seventh place gets into that new. European competition, the one that's kicking off this season, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're talking the Spurs, uh, you know, invitational. Yeah, when I, when I when I'm talking for Europe, I'm talking five through seven, uh, and I think that there's a good. Yeah, I think there's five, five, maybe six teams in the mix for those those places. So for I'm, sure. I'm, and I think Ashton Villa is is one of those. That one of them. Yeah, very sure. very much in the in the mix. I'd agree with that. All right, here we are, the peak of the mountain. We're going player of the season 
And then to our relegation predictions, these are firm. This is not joke speculation. Relegations, top four. We're going to nail our colors to the mast. Patrick, you used most improved player for this. Player of the season. <laughs> it's got to be Bruno. It's got to be Why Bruno. It be? I think it's his year. I really do. I think he's the most important player in that United team. The acquisition of Sancho and his creative ability, along with the defensive partnership that Maguire and Varane will allow, the same in the same breadth of Van Dyke, we're going to allow a reliable defensive partnership to let us play more expansive, progressive football, not as much on the counter. I think it'll free him up. And not to mention, he dispatches pretty much all the penalties he takes for that sweet, sweet goal count. Um, I He was a very, very firm contender last season i'd say for the award and i only see him getting better this season can't really argue with that uh, i did go a different different direction um for mine but you know bruno bruno was on my my short list as i was as i was kind of coming to my conclusions here um but i'm gonna go with maybe a little bit of a stale take i'm, I'm going kdb i think kevin de bruyne mm-hmm. brings it home i think that he is the, the eyes, the attention of the players that are around him, the players that might still come in around him, will allow him to do what he does best and just be a puppet master, pull the strings. I think he breaks the assist record, which is why I think he will get the player of the season. I think he pushes on, gets 21-plus assists, and you know, obviously with something like that, that's going to break a lot of ties in a case wow. where you know he's just as good as, say, a Bruno, but he breaks an assist record. I think it goes to KDB. But I think, I think those two things are tied together. I think he breaks the assist record and gets player of the season – if I'm wrong about one, I'm wrong about both. That would make it a city player three years in a row. Diaz before him, and then the man himself, KDB, the year before that. Yeah, and he's still. I mean, I think he has. He was. Um, he was injured a decent amount last year. Oh, and if, it's, it's, it, yeah, if you're not willing to lock KDB at least as one of the nominees right now, you you just have crazy. A grudge. You just have a grudge. You're crazy. He's just yeah. he's just that good. He's yeah, just that absolutely. Good. Yeah. Um, and he's he's just so he's so he's so damn good, man. And the team he's around so him, yeah, yeah. And he's well, he's well, one of those players that like it just is. I love watching somebody so uh, methodical, so technical, so like you know. It's, it's it's so rare to see him do anything that's not just perfect technique, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I, I it just I, I obsess over that kind of stuff. So for me, it's KDB. You are a slave to the details. Mm-hmm. Ozil chop, <laughs> the most essential move in football. <laughs> so you do admit it's a move. Yeah. We're making progress here. All right, I can't knock that. I cannot knock that as much as yeah. I don't like it. All right, relegation, Patrick. Why don't you go twenty? You do your twentieth. I'll do my twentieth. You do your nineteenth. I do my nineteenth, and then eighteenth. Uh, 20th Norwich. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think my first two are going to be pretty boring. Then maybe this is your 19th. I actually have them as 20th. Uh, I have Watford in 20th. And you have Norwich in 19th? Correct. I have Nor- or I have Watford in 19th. All right. There uh, so you let's go. just let's talk about these two teams. Yeah, they were here. <laughs> they were here. They were here two years ago. Um, I took a glimpse at the end goings. I obviously don't know what happened to them last year other than the fact that they got promoted again. Uh, but I just looked at who they're bringing into the team. Doesn't look like they got any better. I don't think Billy Gilmore's solving anything over there at Norwich. Uh, Watford, 
didn't look too impressive in their end going. So unless there's more business mm-hmm. to be done, um, I, I mean, just remember the the bottom of the table now is you know Brighton and Burnley. Like I mean, those are I'm mean, not the bottom of the table, but those are the the 15, 16, 17. Those are the teams you got to leapfrog uh, to a degree and. I just don't think they're better than them. You know, there are, yeah, so, there are yeah. established. You know, I'm very curious to hear what you got. I, 18 was obviously the spicy one. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I got, I got one that might, might. Uh, if might we have the same me. one, I'm gonna lose it. But yes, I, I, you know, Leeds got promoted. They're not in the discussion. Um, you know, Sheffield United finally went down. Um, who were the other? I'm, why am I completely blanking? Fulham went teams? down last year. Yeah, full, yeah. So they were a yo-yo team. Um, and then what was the third club that went down? Uh, oh, West Brom. West Brom. Yeah, so West Brom. these obvious fodder, you know, we had Fulham and West Brom as locks to go down. They went down. It, it, it's going to be really top, tough for teams coming up to stay up. And uh, yeah. you know, maybe maybe Brentford is that surprise package this year. I just don't see it for, for Norwich and Watford. They, they feel like a bit more of a known quantity. Yeah, so like in in recent memory, at least of you know the last few seasons, it's just it's just Wolves and well, Leeds only did it once. They kind of took the Sheffield United approach, right? Sheffield United was up each season. I I agree. I don't think Leeds are in danger of going down this season, but uh, that's what happened. Sheffield United, but yeah, those two easy enough. Who do you have for eighteen? Although I will say real quick, I am willing to dive bomb my manager of the season take to see Bielsa and how he reacts to an absolute dogfight of a relegation battle, like things oh, yeah. crumbling around him. Oh, the only benefit to Leeds going down to the championship is I'd probably start to watch the championship, and then <laughs> right. I'd just become a better fan of of everything in England, be more informed. Uh, I as much watch TV. Be also in that Leeds side. Okay, okay. Eighteenth pick, Patrick. This was a tough one. Lots of desk research involved. I'm going with a Premier League staple. I think it's time. I think it's Crystal Palace. I think Crystal you got Palace. The same is one. Going, oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Well, maybe the writing's on the wall. I mean, some of their some of their veterans outgoing, Van Anholt, Townsend, Eze is injured. There's a reliance on Zaha who seems just quite frankly over it. And then there's a reliance on Christian Benteke, which is a reliance on Christian Benteke. And then, you know, no disrespect to who he was as a player. I looked at Vieira, their new manager and his uh managerial acumen, and I haven't seen anything that jumps off the page. So, it's not good. Yeah, I think he I think seems to get Palace, run out of clubs. He sure does. If you're if you're not if you're not winning titles at NYCFC, um, yeah, or games, even <laughs> <laughs> they're in a tough spot, Patrick. You know, I, yeah, yeah. It's not it's, it's not exactly it's a, thrilling content that we have the same one, but at the same time, I I like how you saw what I saw. Let me let me put it this way, I. I I, I think that if if uh, Crystal Palace stay up, I think that that's actually a, a, a decent enough testament uh, to, to Vieira as a manager. I think Patrick, it's a very a difficult job, job. If he's in a job at the end of the year, it's a testament. This to is a, a manager. We were talking about is this is this a job for uh, for Lampard? And I thought it was a death sentence. This job at the end of last season, I thought this yeah. job was a death sentence. To whoever took it, and it makes sense that it's it's going to um, obviously love him. No disrespect, but to a guy that's got nothing to lose. He's already. He's already. His. His. his I he think has to it, take it, that gamble to rebuild his. Uh, right. His right. reputation. Like, wh- why would he not take a shot at a Premier League side, given given his previous reputation? Right. Like he's not. He he might not get another shot. Yeah. So uh, he, he's got to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
love. I'm, I'm excited to see him back in uh, in front of the Arsenal fans. That'll be fun. Can't wait to see how that pans out. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. You know mm-hmm. who else didn't have a great managerial record? Club legend, Ollie Solskjaer. So maybe it'll mm. work out for him. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Freddie Freddie Humberg. Right. Um, Same ilk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, what are the, the, the Nordic peninsulas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe. Here we are. The bread and butter. <laughs> the top four, Patrick. This is the moment we've all been waiting for, the grand finale. And I just want to set it up by saying for the last few seasons, you know, when we've done round tables, when we've done our own predictions, we've always expected it to be some form of a two-horse race. Liverpool City, Liverpool City, whatever order. Um and now I was really excited making this because I didn't put definitive thought to it beforehand. And I can say how excited I am because my four teams, I'd be, I, I would be willing to bet we have the same four teams. Five if you count yes. Arsenal. Arsenal a close fifth. Um, really? Oh, it, interesting. No, that's a lie. Yeah, you fool. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could make a viable case for any of these four and I'd be like, yeah, I buy that. And at the same time, you can make a viable case for why any of these four won't win the Premier League. And I'm like, yeah, I buy that. That's what's yeah. so compelling about this season. So This is very difficult, this mm-hmm. top four. I've moved mm-hmm. it around a few times. I'm not even sure that I'm happy with it. It might change up to the last second, James. Like of speaking it into existence in the next few minutes? Yeah, which is why I think that I should go first so that my 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 yeah, answers can be in. Well, let's do, let's do how we did it. Let's, how we, let's do how we did it for relegation unless you want to lay it all out there no i'm gonna i'm gonna read it i'm gonna read it off the paper um as i have it written um though though i will say um to your point you 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 could pick out you could put the numbers one through four in a hat and put these four teams in a hat Mm -hmm. and just do a random draw and i would accept that as a top four prediction as a a fine one you know it's Mm -hmm. i think it's i don't think it's um I mean, if you, if you told me City was going to finish fourth, I'd kind of look at you a little crazy. But other than that, you know, it, it, like you said, I think all four of these teams are legitimate contenders in their own right. Uh, and I, th- I, mean, I think it's so, so close between two and four. Right. Uh, but my fourth, my fourth, I'm going to go with Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a wow. previous iteration yeah. of this, I had them as high as second. Uh, but I, th- yeah, it's just, it's tough for me. Uh, I mean, do we have to speak in tongues? It's 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 City, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Liverpool. We're talking about here, right? Correct. Yeah, they're not. They're. It's just depth for me, and it's just the 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 what they're doing in the window is not quite enough. I think they need a little bit more juice in the midfield for me to say that they're in, in par with the rest of these, the rest of these sides. Yeah. And of course, they're going to be in the Champions League again. We know how paper thin they are. I just can't see them competing. Well, Patrick, to that the level, argument. But, it's going to be tight. It's tough. It's tough. But Liverpool I've fourth. got Liverpool. I've got Liverpool in fourth too. And the argument for you're crazy is you have them finishing lower than they did this season in third with a team that now has Van Dyke back in it. Right. Crazy. And, and more um, depth at center back, which is their biggest hole. More depth at center back. Series of right. knock-on effects. Kunate's in. I think you know you can talk about their biggest strengths and like arguments for the title, which is obviously on their day one of the most potent front threes in the league. Van Dyke. One of the best center backs in the world is back. Um, the midfield needs sorting. The midfields need sorting. And Big time. something something that isn't their fault is they had to use their midfielders, center backs, last season is what it is. They had Fabinho and Henderson back there. 
But um, something that is their fault and the board's fault is they undervalued Wijnaldum and let him walk. And Crazy. I think he was an amazing player. And Nabi Keita isn't making that step. Um, Curtis Jones, maybe a little too young right now. Um, so what's that midfield going to look like? That's definitely their weakness for me. Yeah, uh, it, for, for, for me as well, uh, I think that if he can stay healthy, Thiago's a nailed-on starter. Um, Fabinho's excellent, and he, he's absolutely excellent. Uh, and I think that it, for Van Dijk and Fabinho, in their respective roles, give freedom to so many players in that Liverpool side. And so if you can keep those two healthy, um, this team is going to be they're certainly going to be a Champions League side and they're going to be you know, in, in the title race if just those two are healthy for me. If those two are healthy mm-hmm. throughout the season. But mm-hmm. uh, Thiago's made a paper. Uh, I don't see anybody else <laughs> as that next, you know, kind of like reliable player. You know, Oxley chamberlain is another one that's not made that jump uh, to, to being a reliable starter for them. Uh, yep. Curtis Jones is flashing the pan. I think he's, I think he's a solid player. But it's it's one of those things where what Liverpool's ambitions are. I'm not sure Curtis Jones matches that right now. It's an I unknown. Think he's gonna, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be a fine player, uh, whether it's for Liverpool or another side in the Premier League, you know, mid table side. I think he's going to be a fine player. I don't know what his ceiling is. Sure, uh, but I think he's going to be fine. But I don't think he's somebody that gets makes Liverpool better today, at least. And so, I think we're going to see some more of. Um, uh, uh, Diego Jota joining uh, that that front three that you mentioned. We saw that a few times last season with a two man midfield. Uh, Trent going up, right? Uh, Robertson going up. Who knows if you uh, what's his name? The, the Tamikas, I think his name is. Is he's, he's getting some love in that the preseason? They bought him yeah. a year ago. So what is you know? Do do, do we move Trent or do we move uh, what's his name Robertson into a more attacking role into the midfield. We play around with that. Do we go with a three at the back? With I mean, you, you talk about, they, they, they could go three at the back and have three great center backs on the field and then throw that front three up top, have the midfield of Fabinho and um, Thiago relatively balanced, and then Trent and, and, and uh, Robertson as wingbacks. Like that, mm. they, could, they could play a 3-4-3 three, three really easily. So I'm interested to see what they do, but I do think, yeah, just a, just a, a, a touch off the pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, all good points. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I did have them fourth at well, uh, fourth as well. And you're almost waiting for it to bite you in the butt because it's Jurgen Klopp, it's it's Liverpool. You know, um, kind of hard. Yeah. It feels like disrespect, but Patrick it does three to one. I think this is where feelings start to get hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and go first. I'll bet um, you are. I went with my. Yeah, I'm just gonna get it out there. I'm gonna get ahead of the. I'm gonna get ahead of the spin and. I'm putting Chelsea down on paper. I'm putting Chelsea down on paper. I think they have all the pieces. They have all the pieces. They have tons of promise. It's up for it's up to Tuchel to make them click. I think when he came and took over the club, got them back on the right track, it was really impressive. Outsmarting Pep um, on multiple occasions, also impressive. None of this is a knock to them. I think... It's a matter of, is he going to go on and excel in his first full season? Or are you going to see some questions asked? And we talk about how complete their squad is. I'm not convinced that he has a back line that he's fully pleased with. You know, mm-hmm. I look at Azpilicueta. Does he have another full good season in the tank? Does Thiago Silva has a good, have a good full season in the tank? Are Christensen and Rudiger going to be permanently progressing? Or are we going to see regression? Because we've seen... 
them both be a bit of Jekyll and Hyde characters. Obviously, Reese James and uh, Ben Chilwell are, are, are solid. There's not going to be any questions about them. But um, yeah, I, I I do think that is where their weakness lies. Otherwise, it's just a matter of like how much you back Tuchel to make them click. And again, if you're like, bro, they're bringing in Lukaku, they're going to win the title. It's like, I don't think that's I don't think that's an insane take, you know. No, no. I think I think bringing in Lukaku certainly makes some title contenders. Uh, I I I agree with you that that's their their weak spot. Um, I think they have enough to compensate for it. Certainly against a lot of you know they they're going to be playing uh, against a lot of low blocks, right? And I think they've got the tools uh, to combat that, and they've got a lot of different ways to go about attacking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of really creative players that they can they can they can use to to, to try to unlock that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see. The, I think for me, the difference for Chelsea is going to be really those those games against these other teams in this in this conversation. You know, I think it's going to be where I think they're going to get about the same amount of points off the rest of the field. I just think they're that much better than the average Premier League team. They're the, the firepower that they're going to be able to really put it on some teams. Uh, and so for me, it's just how do they match up against others? Uh, I have Manchester United finishing third, James. Okay. Uh, again, another one that I've really struggled with. I actually had Manchester United. Um, Manchester United was the only other club that I've, I've I toyed with being a, um, a title winner this season off of my other title winner. Uh, Manchester United is, is a team that I think has got a lot, a lot of uh, potential. I think that they've sorted out a lot of their uh, primary issues. Uh, I do I do worry uh, for them a bit uh, on on just quite simply their reliance on, on Bruno uh, for, for, for a lot of games. Mm. I think he's still too much uh, reliance on Bruno. I, I really like Sancho. He's still 21 years old. You know, I, I think that he's going to have some time, some difficulty settling. But I think he's still going to have like a you know fine season. I think probably you know 12, 12 to you know 15 goals, something like that. You know, uh, and, and probably 20 plus goal contributions in the league. I think he's going to have a fine season. But if we talk about, I think that the bar is raised, right? This we're, we're not talking about teams sixth place last year was 67 points. I don't think we're talking about or fourth place rather 67 points. I don't think we're talking about 67 points. I think we're talking like pushing on to 80 points for these these teams. And so I think that the margin for error is just going to be smaller uh, for, 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 for the like of Manchester United. And I'm, I'm not, yeah, I guess I'm not fully, fully buying their abilities uh, kind of going forward as, you know, comparing them to some of these other sides. Uh, interested to see, do, do, you, do you have Manchester United finishing second? Or are we going, are we going all the way with this year? <laughs> well, what day are we recording this? August 10th? Thir- yeah. Okay. Patrick, yeah. I reserve the right. If we bring in, it's it's highly unlikely. I've I've been reading our checkbook is closed, and you know it's it's disappointing. But if you are evaluating this transfer window against last, I'm over the moon. So all that to say, if we bring in a Declan Rice, I reserve the right to go full nuthead and say we're winning yeah. the title. Um, but I have him second. I have him second. And let's yeah. start first with why I'm putting them above. Chelsea and Liverpool and obviously I can't say it's unbiased it's biased 100% but the bet that I'm making here is we finished a comfortable second last season and I think the improvements we made this season are better than the improvements Chelsea made this season on their squad I think 
what Jaden Sancho brings to the team. It's funny you talk about reliance on Bruno. It, it depends who's going to step up and play well and play to their caliber. 100%. But I think Jaden Sancho takes a whole lot of creatively breaking down a team responsibility off of Bruno. Everyone's favorite favorite subject. What are we going to see from Pogba this season? Um, but I also think the way you know, obviously CDM is our biggest issue, and that's why we're not going to win the title. But a non-Lindelof center back pairing? Are you kidding me? Like, I cannot wait to see Luke Shaw, who was, forget not winning it. And um, I don't even think, oh yeah, he got beat out by Spinozola because it, Italy won the, won the Euros. Luke Shaw was incredible. And I'm not talking about just his defending. He's come forward as a creator, like almost Alexander-Arnold levels of creation from left back. I cannot wait to see that. You know, our biggest issue was being that counterattacking team. I can't wait to see how we break down these teams when they put up a stern resistance to us with that solidity in defense. That's the bet that I'm making um, on on why I think we're going to, you know, still be the best of the rest. But yeah, to your point, we all know who's who's kind of the clear first place contender. And you can point to United and say very clearly what their weakness is. And I don't think that that's not what sets you up to be a title contender when every team knows how to get at United. So I think that's why we're kind of staying in that spot. I that That's not kind of like a, it's not a downer attitude because I do think next season is our season. It, it's like you add on that one more thing, you shuffle a few things around. Um, I do think it's just like a bridge too far this season. So that's why I got United two, yeah. City one. Yeah, I mean City one for sure. I'll touch on, on we can we can kind of crown them, I suppose, in a second here. But for me, for for United, I think that they have um, they they have to get better against the, uh, the 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 typical big six. I think that they they what what United's done well under under Ali, and I think you have to give them credit for is you, you know by and large you're always going to have you know a couple of these banana peel games right but by and large he's cut out uh, the nonsense right he's cut out the uh, you know the really disappointing results or the string of disappointing results right i feel like that was uh, kind of a common theme you know two two years ago three years ago whatever you'd have you know three four united games on the trot where they didn't get a win uh, I feel like that that is that is out of the out of the uh, out of the picture. But in a in a in a, in a big six table last year, they finished fifth, uh, mm-hmm. only only ahead of Spurs. And uh, you know, as much as as much as we joke about it, uh, it, it's a bit ridiculous for me that they haven't gotten a, a win off of Arsenal in you know what f- four years in the league at this point. It's kind of it's it's hilarious. Oh. Uh, it it's it. I think it's literally as long as the podcast has been going on. I think we started the podcast after the last win. Which is I, th- I think it's highly possible. It is the curse I've, of Prem de la Prem. I'm highly. I've never, it. I've never had to address it. <laughs> no, you never have. Yeah. yeah, and you've you've been very you've been very courteous in victory as well because I think you know at some point it's going to come back around. Yeah, and the thing is, when it comes back around, I'm going to reap what I sow for the sum of what I do over the over that time, not just the last one. Right. So I'm I'm, I'm uh, and the sum yeah. is very reasonable right now. Um, I'm staying humble. Not that I expect. Um, for you and others to go light on me when no. when the when the when the tr- when the streak stops, but in any case, I just think I just think that United um, still kind of missed that um, kind of bigger piece against uh, against some top sides, and I 
I don't like to put it down to, you know, we're not the tactician podcast, but I don't like to put it down to tactics. I don't like to, but I, I think there's a bit of mentality um, still missing from United against the the bigger side. Like, I think they need to recognize that they're a title contender before they can kind of push on. I think I Chelsea think they, winning the Champions League kind of has that. It's going to be that. a little bit of a mentality mm-hmm. shift for them, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's how razor thin I think the margins here are between, you know, Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea. Like, I think with, you know, five weeks to go, uh, we're still going to be having a debate where are these three teams going to finish two through four. You know, I think it's going right. to be that close in the end, and I think City's going to be within. I don't think City's going to have you know a, a a six seven game ring of honor. You know, I think I think they, they might win it with one or two left to go. I think it's going to be a lot tighter across the board. Uh, but City again, not who knows what they still might do. Um, but they're just they're just better. They're just better, and they've got the they've they've got the track record on the field on the touchline. Uh, Ruben Diaz is is phenomenal. Yeah, Patrick. Uh, so John Stones just got extended. Like I just, I just, how can you not pick City? I, I really, I just it's City in first, City in first. But who cares? Who cares? I'll still sleep at night. They're not Chelsea. They're not Liverpool. They're not Arsenal. I don't lose sleep over City. They just have bought. The best team and the best manager in the world, and they are exactly that. It's yeah. it's a it's a juggernaut. It's an absolute juggernaut. They'll make slip ups. Y- yes, I still think they need to replace Aguero, but you talk about weaknesses. You don't talk about it the same way we talked about Liverpool, Chelsea, and United's weaknesses. Um, no, I'll only take issue of them if they win the Champions League. That's a nice banterable thing we still have, and I don't think sure. they're going to win in treble. So until then, fine. It's um, they are that PSG esque beast that we have to contend with in the Premier League right now, and that was the benefit to to Klopp's Liverpool firing on all cylinders because they they were City's biggest bugaboo. But you know, I don't think it's going to be as far as a margin. Don't get me wrong; I don't think it's been as far as a margin as it was past season. I do think it's a it's a four horse race, but your your bookies will all tell you probably City. Yeah, yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. And if they get Kane, I think it's signed, sealed, delivered, probably 10 points clear, 10, 15 yeah. points. Yeah, I mean, wipe, scrub the whole podcast if that happens. We shouldn't even right. hear it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, a, that's the big asterisk on everything. Everything changes if Kane goes to City. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a fun, fun race. Uh, what I was t- alluding to a little bit before, I know we're not talking about other, other positions, other places, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, Leicester, West Ham, Tottenham, Arsenal, Leeds – Villa are all teams. Those six teams, I think, are going to be mm-hmm. vying for the remaining. Uh, I think Everton falls out of the mix. I, I don't see a Newcastle, Wolves, Southampton. I'm not buying, you know, Brighton, Burnley resurgence. I'm not buying Brentford pushing on to Europe this season. I'm fine if they're mid table, but I'm not. I'm not buying them actually threatening, uh, you know, seventh place or higher. Uh, but I do think there's a lot of teams in contention there. Um, West Ham probably got. Worse, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Jesse Lingard panic buy towards the end of the window. Uh, Leicester City, I don't think got. I, I, it's just tough for them because fifth place for for Leicester City would still be, I think, a pretty a pretty solid campaign for them. And I think their consistency day in day out uh, better, more reliable uh, than Tottenham or Arsenal. Um, sure. So I I think that they'll be right in the mix. Tottenham Arsenal also in the mix there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like yeah, I said, I think I, Villa's right there, Leeds right there. I think it's a fun, fun race for. The, yeah, I think it's one, level one, one A, 
like one A one A City, one B Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool, and then I think it's really just a that like two A tier is just those those six sides. I think competing for the together. three spots. Yeah, I really do. I think it's very very. I think they're in it together. I think the only way that that gap gets bridged. Uh, one of these three teams, Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool, I think got to push 90 points. All of, the, all of them are capable of doing it, but I think that's what it's going to take to beat City. Uh, you know, City got 86 points last year. Remember, they really stumbled out of the gate. So I think 90 points is what it's going to be to take to push, push the pace up top. Uh, I think 70 points is what it's going to take to crack the top four. Uh, and I don't know that any of those other teams have it in their locker, but maybe, maybe. And then I think all those teams, man, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be real, real oh, fun. But I do think wait. by the end of the season, it's going to be in those three three blocks. Yeah. Uh, unless I something mean, kind of crazy happens with one of those one of those teams. I'm just astounded at the level to which we've seen pretty much all of this eye to eye. It's, uh, the, it's the antithesis of contentious. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I think that you know, Manchester United, is it, Liverpool, is it that and Chelsea, clear to everybody? Yeah, I don't know. I think they all got better. All three of those teams got better, and you know, maybe maybe Leicester got better. They did have like they they had a decent window, but for me, it's just Jamie Vardy's getting older, and can they be a, can they be a different team than they've been over the last five years? Mm-hmm. And I'm that's that's a that's a question for Brandon Rodgers to answer if they're going to compete with those other teams, uh, and then I, I don't see Arsenal, Spurs. West Ham or others have taken none a, of them taken a crack. They, they at may that have gotten forward. better, but they haven't closed the gap on any of those top four. Yeah. Not yet. Window's still open. Um, I think that Arsenal and Spurs will always be um, one or two players away from closing that gap. So if they want to go crazy in the window, um, if the Spurs get a couple players in, keep Kane. If Arsenal can, you know, bring in a, a James Madison, I think that changes the conversation slightly. Uh, so you know, it's still still a lot to be done, but there's yes, there's there's gaps for me. Yes, sir. Well, we're off to the races on Friday, Patrick. Why don't you send us home the only way you know how? First off, James, thank you uh, for for welcoming me back to the degenerate district. Uh, I'm wearing a robe right now. I've been smoking a cigar this whole podcast. Live lavish. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think that was a segment I was working on. Anyway. Uh, Actually, it is. Yeah, I think you just triggered something for me, James. I'll talk to you that. I'll talk to you about that. Um, <laughs> You've got about ten half baked segments ready to. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I might need to talk about time. this on air. It was another. It was another Michael um, Dempo. Anyway, I'll get back to it. Degenerate District, James. First one that's just too spicy. Too spicy for um, for you. I told you this. Plus two seventy five. I believe it is Manchester United um, to be top without City. Uh, that's just crazy to me that you can even get close to three to one odds on a what I view as to be as a toss up. So that's a it's a future meatball uh, for those of you out there. Um, something that I'm trying to commit to James this year is to do a full uh, match week post on uh, on the old this on the sounds, old Instagram. This sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I got it in my locker this time. But to give the degenerates, if they want something to bet on every. Game. I'm going to give you something to bet on every game. I'm going to come up with a ranking system. Look out for it on Instagram. Smash or pass. We'll figure it out. Uh, But anyway, I got a bunch of locks for you. A bunch of meatballs. No Crocs. Carry on. Lock. No Crocs. Locking. We're not Crocs. Week one. No, 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 no. And also, James, I actually want to. I want to. I want a factory reset on the degenerate district here. I want to hit the factory reset button. Mm -hmm. Forget all contacts. Let's get back into it. Delete dubious texts. I want to redefine 
what I'm, I'm what these categories are. My lock, bet your rent on it category, but split it up over all my locks over time. Like don't you know if, if they don't hit your rent. If they don't if they don't hit, send an invoice uh, to Prem de la Prem headquarters. Uh, we're not going to pay you for anything, but just send the invoice. That's how confident I am. Put the postage on it. Spend a little bit extra money. Yeah. You're going to get it back on the next lock. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm viewing these locks. I'll touch on how I'm viewing my meatballs when I get to them. But I'm locking. I got three for you. Over three on the Manchester United-Leeds game. Fireworks in one of the games last year. I believe a one-nil affair in the other affair. Uh, but I think Bielsa is coming out of the gates hot. There's no way he's not. If you remember the Leeds-Liverpool game last year, that was a 4-3 affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester United retooled going forward. Fans in the stadium. Yeah. Fans in the stadium. Rivalry It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, 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 they're going to put on the show, uh, these two teams. They're going to open up it for that this one, is my, folks. This, this is one of my must-watch of the, of the weekend. Uh, over three, lock it, pushes, of course, on a three. I'm taking Spurs plus one versus City. These are all roughly even odds. Plus one versus City. They're at home. Harry Kane. Nuno had an Nuno had an has an impressive record uh, against Pep. Uh, Wolves. His Wolf team two years ago did the double over right. uh, over Manchester right. City. I think that this this is a uh, you get a, you're going to have some new manager energy. I think I think Nuno is going to set a team out a team out the team that is that is better on paper than uh, Wolves were. He's going to set them out to get a result against City. Uh, I think a very, very, um, what's the word for it, um, conservative game plan. Uh, but I, I, I think that City, you know, City looked a little um, a little worse for wear, I'd say, uh, in the community shield. I know that you don't like to put a whole lot of stock in that game, but it's still it's still what that team looks like. They got some meshing to do. Who knows and, what Grealish is going to put in. Maybe you're locking that. I'm locking plus one. Plus one. You push if City win by a goal. Okay. You know okay. that's what I'm saying. Okay. All of these are in push territory as well, so it's a, maybe a little conservative of a lock. Uh, if you maybe that maybe you can still kind of bust the door open. Not one of those locks, but anyway, third one is under two at Burnley and Brighton. If I could think of two teams that are guaranteed to not score uh, <laughs> in match week one, it's Burnley and Brighton. If you want to go crazy, go ahead and find that zero zero and smash it. Uh, we get even odds on something that's certainly not gonna gonna break. So those are my three locks, James. Uh, it's gonna get me out of the gates. In a, um, I've spread myself a little thinner, but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, one that makes it clear to the to the fans what I'm working with here. Yeah. You know, I can we go say three we're revisiting 0, this episode um, on yeah. all counts. We're gonna revisit. Yeah, this. So did it, I plan to be more accountable in the degenerate district this year. We're onto my meatballs here, James. The, the 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 meatballs this year are things that I just think are interesting bets given their odds. I'm not saying you should take them. I'm saying these things. Caught my eye last year. It doesn't I think even I was a mean bit you're more. taking them. I am taking some of these. Uh, you'll, oh. you'll, you'll, I'm taking most of these to give some you're credence realize... to the locks. Can we assume that you're taking the locks? It's got the Patrick Crowley, like my money's on the line here. Yes. Seal of approval. A hundred percent. I'm taking every single one of my locks unless I forget to bet, and that's just <laughs> and that's happens just every that's now just, and again. That's just a chompy on you. It just, it just, it's, it's a bad look on me. But if I'm being honest, guys, it does happen. Okay, it does happen, and it happens on weeks where where I where I would have won as well. So it's not just I'm like oh, I don't want to do this one. It's just it's a it's a genuinely like, slips. Oh shit, mind. that was a four that was a four thirty game. Should have bet on that one last night, kind of thing. Right. Uh, that's where that kind of comes into play. 
I've already taken all of the locks. I've not taken all the meatballs. But meatballs are things I just think are interesting. Food for thought. You take them. You run with them. Put them in a sandwich. Put some mozzarella cheese. Parmigiano Reganano. Put them in the oven. Crisp them up. And then a little, little bit of sauce on top. Mm, eat it up. Meatball. And then you have indigestion maybe. You know, that's how it goes. So first one, this one I am not taking. I am actually taking the exact opposite. But I am going to flag for you a banana peel game. It's Brentford plus 310 home to Arsenal. Uh, if there's a team that's going to train wreck a match week one against a promoted team that, that everyone's excited crowd. about on the road in front of fans, it's Arsenal. Uh, it Arsenal certainly have this in their locker. Um uh, and they also, I'm, I honestly might even take this as an emotional hedge because they got Chelsea and City after this. So Arsenal fans will go in a big on tailspin if this doesn't pull, pull through. Um, worth a consideration. I know people like to banter Arsenal. That's a consideration. I've already, I've already bet on the Arsenal money line. Full disclosure. But that's an interesting bet. Another one I like, we both hate Crystal Palace this season um, and both think Chelsea's got a lot going for them. Took an alternative line here. Chelsea minus two and a half is plus two ten versus Crystal Palace. So banking on on them to win uh, by three. It's I, I have taken this one. I really don't like Crystal Palace this year, and I really I'm high on Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, another one I'm loving here is is an even odds Liverpool at home at Anfield minus one and a half, winning by two goals against Norwich. Liverpool is away. They're away. Correct. Well, their away fans will be louder than Norwich's home fans. They got incredible traveling support. I think they're coming out of the gates hot. I think they got something to prove. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be ready to flex. Uh, Last one. I don't really love this one, but I hate Everton. Southampton away to Everton is plus 300. I'm not taking this one, uh, but I really hate Everton. Last year, I bet on Everton money line. Just every game, and it served me pretty well. If you remember, I think they started five, five for five. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I might do the opposite. I might just bet the money line against Everton, and you know, think that they're going to have enough of banana mm-hmm. peels that might hit. So I still might take this one. I haven't yet. No Crocs. Crocs this week are going to be the one uh, where maybe you did a little bit of morning drinking and you feel like putting some on the line. Uh, these are ones that <laughs> you just want. You just want something crazy. You just want something crazy line. to root for. Yeah, you just want something crazy to root for. I got no Crocs for you this week. Uh, but James, that's four locks. There's three locks, four meatballs, uh, enough to come back to the table. Seven bets out there, uh, and that's it. That's the district. That's plenty. You just laid out there on the dining table. Mm-hmm. Lots of mm-hmm. feast your eyes and wallet on. God, I can't wait. It's good to have the district back, Patrick. You sound like you're in fine fettle. Um, surely that can all change in the blink of an eye. We'll be here to document it all. I like the definitions. It adds a little bit more of integrity to the section, to the district. So I'm here for it. Hopefully all fans are here for it too. Man, it's been a marathon ep, but we had to get it all on the record. Leave it all on the line. Little bit leave it all on the line. You already know. It's a little bit leave it. Those are the vibes that we're bringing to you. And come Friday, Brentford's going to be kicking that sweet ball off the center circle against the (laughs) beloved Arsenal. And we will recap all the drama next week week the prem to prem season is underway patrick that reminds me we need to get andy on the horn for uh for a season kickoff yeah we absolutely do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll get that in the works that is a mental note for us and for you chew on this ep peace 
What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life. Hey, Ken. Chris, what are you saying? Mate, it's bare early, what are you doing? Mate, get a bit live we need to go out. What, tonight? Yeah, man, come on, we need to do something. Alright, can I just get an hour's more sleep? Alright, alright. Alright, sweet, brother. I'll see you in a bit, yeah? Sweet, mate. Cheers, man. Listen to it again, play it, play it, play it. Chris, you got bars to go fresh? I don't know what I've got. Come on, you got to have got some old school bars. If you've got a bit, you go. Oh, wait, what is that? What Come is on, that one? Just a quick ting, just a quick ting. Oh, right. No long ting, forget right, that. Right, you go and I'll go, because I've actually got something. Just thinking uh, about it. It's a little bit, leave 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 it. Ken, I sound five foot ten. Yeah. I was on a hype when I first walked in. Straight 10 out of 10, had a league one chick, now my ting's print And some man creep on a D-Lo, real talk, that's not me though This next line is a reload, who the f*** is Theo? Man like cashews, nut in a mouth like cashew Break legs when I smash through, beef me on Twitter, that's a mad move Don't watch haters, not dealing with man, it's just major I'm wifed up now, see you later, done no see your type on paper Move to my chips, a little bit, leave it Think you're doing bits, a little bit, leave it Thought you were quick, it's a little bit, leave it Think we're gonna slip, it's a little bit, It's a little bit, leave it. Think you're doing bits, it's a little bit, leave it. Thought you were quick, it's a little bit, leave it. Think we're gonna slip, it's a little bit, leave it. Move to my chicks, a little bit, leave it. Think you're doing bits, it's a little bit, leave it. Thought you were quick, it's a little bit, leave it. Think we're gonna slip, it's a little bit, leave it. 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 It's a little bit, leave it.